101 days. That's the time between now and the all-important November presidential election. Here to talk with us about the president's re-election strategy is Mark Lauder, Director of Strategic Communications for the Trump campaign. Mark, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Let's start by talking about the overall state of the 2020 race. How do you see this race and how is it different from whatever the conventional wisdom in is? Are you optimistic? Are you concerned about anything? Uh, I'm very optimistic. In fact, we are ahead of where we were in 2016 right now in just about every facet. And we're also very much ahead of even where Barack Obama was in 2012, right before his reelection. So we have the energy. We have the enthusiasm. Our our donors are there. Our 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 the folks who support President Trump are there and uh, things are looking very good as we head into uh, November. Now, Mark, to that point, because I study the electoral map pretty closely and I would agree it can be pretty deceptive. Um, as it stands, it appears to give Biden a 222 to 115 advantage with a lot of toss up states. But the reality is that arguably very many of those toss up states are probably more likely than not to break from the president or to break for the president. I'm talking about places like Texas, Arizona, Florida. These are states that are called toss ups, but when it comes down to it, they tend to be far more reliably Republican than a lot of pollsters like to admit. But there is trouble potentially for the president in that equation. At, by my count, if he were to win every state that's leaning Republican, plus every state that's likely Republican, plus every toss-up state minus Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, or some combination thereof, then he wouldn't beat a 270. So my question is, what is the strategy to hold states like Ohio that are real swing states? Well, first, I actually disagree that Ohio is a swing state. Ohio is absolutely Donald Trump country. Uh, I don't think there's any question the president is going to win re uh, to win Ohio again. And it's for a very simple reason. Ohioans know that the president supports them. He supports their jobs. Joe Biden is a man who supported NAFTA, supported TPP, welcomed China, and doesn't even recognize them as a competitor, which hurts our farmers, hurts our manufacturers, hurts people who work for a living with their hands. And that's what people in the Midwest do. I'm from Indiana, right next door in good Big Ten country. And we build things, we grow things. And those are the kinds of people who support Donald Trump, regardless of why some of them, maybe their labor union leaders support uh, the other side, but the people who actually do work for a living, they support President Trump because they know he's the one fighting for their jobs, Joe Biden is the one who shipped him overseas, and they thought that it, took, it would take a magic wand to bring him back. Now, um, to that point, when you talk about creating millions of jobs, that is a strong case that the president is clearly, that's a big part of the strategy. Now, we're obviously in unprecedented times. The pandemic, an unprecedented event, wiped out millions of jobs, and many of which have still not returned, leaving unemployment at a net loss, even with the jobs that have returned. So is there a risk in taking too early of a victory lap on jobs in states like, I mean, I can tell you in this market, we still see lines of cars hundreds deep at food banks. Well, I think a lot of people understand that we are facing unprecedented times and the steps that had to be taken because of the coronavirus uh, are really unlike anything we have ever seen in history. But I also think many of those people remember that it wasn't that long ago, just a few months ago, when we had the strongest economy in, in our modern history, when we had w uh, wages going up, paychecks up, unemployment at historic lows, 
we can have that again. And we will have that again by the man who built it the first time. He's ready to do it again. Unlike Joe Biden, who, when he had the keys, he had the slowest economic recovery since the Great Depression. They told manufacturers your jobs were never coming back and you should learn to code. You think about the kinds of jobs that Joe Biden right now is talking about eliminating for his radical Green New Deal with the squad and Bernie Sanders. That's the kind of leadership that Joe Biden is telling us he's going to bring. Donald Trump, we already know what he did, and he'll do it again. Now, it, it's clear that the president, uh, uh, particularly in, in rallies, which I know are obviously slowed now because of, of the pandemic, but that his strategy has really leaned hard on the idea that if he holds his base, he wins re-election. And there is no question that he has held his base. That's one of the most loyal in American history. But doesn't that, isn't there a perilous ignorance potentially of the fact that the 2016 victory was one of the narrowest in American history and that the base alone got him near the top, but there was a small sliver of voters in states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Michigan who were not, who they, they said they weren't enthusiastic about either vote, but they didn't like Hillary Clinton and they wanted to take a chance. Now, those voters now broke heavily for the president in 16, and they are now leaning heavily towards Biden. And I'm talking that small sliver that says that they're voting for who they believe is the lesser of two evils. Those are breaking for Biden. Now, what's your pitch to those voters? Well, I think we've got to remind people that the Joe Biden they think they know is not the Joe Biden of reality. This is the Joe Biden who outsourced his policy shop to socialist Bernie Sanders and the squad. This is a man who talks about raising taxes $4 trillion, which is more than double what Hillary Clinton was talking about, talks about openly putting coal miners and energy workers out of a job. And then take a look at what's happening in America's cities right now, in Chicago, in Portland, in New York, in Detroit. You've got Joe Biden who believes police are the enemy and that police should be defunded and that the protests we see going on in Portland right now are actually peaceful that could not be more divorced from reality if I was down hiding with Joe Biden in his basement. So we need someone who's gonna stand up, support our police, defend law and order, protect our families. Joe Biden and his Democrat party, they believe police shouldn't even be investigating rape. What does that say to every brother, husband, I, I father? To, I have to stop you there. Cite your source on that. I've never seen that. Keith they Ellison, shouldn't be investigating former, rape. Former, Keith Ellison, former Democrat National Party vice chair, currently the Minnesota State Attorney General, said earlier this week that police should not be in, uh, investigating rape. I, I will have to look that up. I hadn't seen that before. I'm being told uh, that it is time to wrap this up, and I appreciate your time. I know it's limited. Thank you very much, and I hope to Great. talk to you a lot between now and November. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, we ended that saying that I would have to double check on uh, Mr. Lauder's claims about Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison. Uh, Keith Ellison did indeed in a recent police reform town hall say that he believes crisis counselors ought to respond to rape calls rather than armed police. That conversation did not include uh, a discussion on who should actually investigate the rape claims. We have also reached out to the Biden campaign to do a similar discussion with them, which I hope to bring you in the near future. And uh, remember, the 21 News is your political station leading up to the 2020 election in November.